0: So, Um, welcome onto the podcast again.
1: Good to be back.
0: With a better movie this time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. The wisdom (laughs) of the crocodiles. Yes.
0: You're like, wow, I haven't thought about that movie since we talked about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ditto. What a coincidence. (laughs)
0: What a coincidence. I saw Jude Law was going to be in um, Pirates. No, um, it's not Pirates of the Caribbean for kids. What is it? Uh, Peter Pan.
1: Peter Pan. We just watched that the other night. He he's pretty cool in it. I Yeah, like
0: him. that's good. Yeah.
1: But I always like Jude Law. I mean, you know, it's Jude Law. Yeah. You not like him.
0: Yeah. Even in *Wisdom of the Crocodiles*. <laughs> all right. So but we. But yeah,
1: this is a better vampire movie. Yes. So thank uh,
0: you. I think Matt had watched this one other time. So we watched *Near Dark*. Just so we all know, what we're because we all know what we're talking about, but everybody else knows what we're talking oh, yeah. about. We watched *Near Dark*, which is a. Mm. Uh, another vampire movie uh, a western vampire a movie. western vampire movie yes i think rachel got me yes. to watch this
2: when we were dating so it's been 15 to 18 years ago since i've seen this movie
0: wow it came it's out been in, a while
2: for me too came out in
0: 1987 so the same year as the lost boys i huh. was
1: 16 in 1987
0: i was but up. i didn't
1: see this movie until probably in the Early 90s.
0: Probably on TV, whenever it came on TV. Although I don't know how you could put this movie on TV. There's a lot of gore.
2: It was the 90s. Pretty
0: violent. Yeah, it was the 90s. They were like, it's fine. It's fine. They, they've watched Disney. They've seen this stuff.
1: Mm.
0: Okay, so we have kind of just started chatting about movies because we got tired of going through the synopsis. So I'll just ask <laughs> you, how did you feel about this movie? You've seen it before, but how did how does it compare to the last time you watched it me yes (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay you're like who who (laughs) um yeah so who are you talking to you're talking to me oh sorry i know there's three people sorry Uh, eric how did this compare to the last time you watched it (laughs) (laughs) oh yes so i was
1: trying to think the last time i saw it quite a while ago um like I said, the first time I saw it was probably uh, early nineties. I rented it um, on video back when they had these things called video stores. Mm, I do if you guys yes. remember oh, yeah. video stores. Yeah. Blockbuster. We're old enough. I do. I miss them. <laughs> oh man. Do you remember going to Blockbuster? The place to be.
0: Oh yeah. I've, I've seen a meme. It was like, do you remember like Friday night, you got a fresh pizza. Your dad let you rent two movies at Blockbuster and you were like king of the universe.
2: We'd get like two movies and a Sega Genesis video game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Times were simpler then. For some reason, it just seems, I don't know, better than like now you sit on the couch and you. You get the button and you, you're you scanning through a bazillion movies and you can't make up your mind. And then an hour goes by and you're like, well, I'm just going to watch this, you know, rerun of whatever CSI or something. It's
0: because <laughs> there's too much. But there's too much. It's too much. Yeah, it's too much. I
1: was thinking about this the other day. Sorry. Eventually I'll get to New Dark. No, um, it's cool. I was thinking it's about bad. this the other day about how, like, when I was growing up, I watched movies over and over. And over and over, like the thing, like oh man, it's you know I'm gonna watch the thing again this week. Oh, well, I'm gonna watch the fog, you know, or Halloween. Like, um, and now I watch a movie like Barbarian, which I love that movie, but I only watched it one time, you know. Yeah. And a lot of movies, like maybe The Conjuring, I've seen maybe twice, you know. It's probably because there's just so much now. There's so much being put out there, right? Um, you can't. It can't take time to rewatch movies like I used to when I was a kid. I miss just, you know, rewatching all those old classic films.
0: Yeah. And I definitely think we've trained our brains for novelty. That's the whole idea of all the infinity pools, all those apps that we use that every time you pull it down, it refreshes.
2: The attention economy.
0: Yeah. It teaches you to crave novelty. So you watch it once. It's great. It was novel. You loved it. And you're like, wow, I can't stomach the idea of watching that again. I need a new thing. I need the next thing. Instead of like, oh, I want my... Con- I want to... I love that. I want to be in that again. I want to watch mm-hmm. it again. I want to enjoy it again.
1: It's true. Very it's much true. so. Yeah. So anyway, I read a near dark at Blockbuster <laughs> like in 1991. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, I, I remember liking it at the time. I thought it was really cool. I really... You know, it's a different kind of vampire movie. And, you know, yes. from my last visit on your show, I I made it clear, like, I'm not a fan of the romantic vampires. But mm-hmm. I really I like my vampires with fangs, you know, want them to be, you know, living in coffins and getting staked through the heart. You know, the classic vampire stuff. That's what I I'm drawn towards. Yeah. The
0: horror. vampire. And I, yeah.
1: So this is a little bit different, uh, but I, I really I still really liked it. Um, But it wasn't a movie that. I revisited, you know, every two or three years, so it's been, I you know, probably ten or fifteen years since I watched it. So I rewatched it for this, and <laughs> and yeah, it. I think it still holds up. Yeah. I think this is a really good film. Um, and they call it a neo-western horror film (laughs) that is pretty much it
0: yeah (laughs) i would agree with that yeah
1: yeah no i i liked it so let's get into it
0: yeah i definitely think um the what they were going for was great like the blend of i don't know this is my favorite way of seeing vampires portrayed not necessarily horror vampire but like you can't necessarily be a vampire and like own a shop or have a job. Operate
2: or in society operate as a ins- human yeah. would. Like
0: how can you live <laughs> right. in a town and kill somebody every single night and yet you're you go to the country club and you're like
2: And you keep a bank account. <laughs> and you
0: keep a bank account. And, and paying a
2: mortgage.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I think their take on the like gritty, nasty vampires is great because it gives us that nice middle road between horror vampire where they're kind of horror vampires, but you get the idea that if they tried a little bit they could be a more romantic vampires because that's what may yeah. i think that's what may is supposed to be is like they could be something different but they have chosen to yeah. just lean into what they are i think the yep, le- exactly. the least believable thing in the entire movie for me is the may um relationship the like the love relationship they're just like oh,
2: the, yeah they like <laughs> coercive flirting <laughs>
0: yeah the, they're in love you can tell because they hold hands and shit that one that's like uh i don't know i don't know I yeah really
2: there think. wasn't too much
1: uh chemistry between may and caleb and that whole deal Are you there yes little, sorry
0: <laughs> no it's okay i was like no internet don't do this right now yeah we're here um yeah, I, I, Matt and I were reading through a list of tropes <laughs> okay, the other day, a list of tropes. And don't unpack that sentence that we were recreation, recreationally just reading trope names. But this is called getting tangled in the red string where you want two characters to be together and you just don't write it into the plot. You just put them together.
1: We were talking about the uh, unbelievable rom- romantic angle that this movie tries to play between Caleb and May, which kind of fell flat. Yes, yes. Yeah, and yeah. he's kind of creepy in the beginning. Like he lasses her, like "come here, girl." He, you know. he is he's really kind of creepy. douchey. Yeah.
0: Like <laughs> I'm taking yeah. the
2: keys out of the ignition yeah. until you kiss me.
0: I know. And yeah. she's what? trying to talk to him. She's like, "Look at that star. I'll be here when that light gets here." And he's like, "Uh huh. Yeah, whatever, honey. It's fine. <laughs> he does not care." <laughs> <laughs> it's a teenage movie. It's a teen. Some parts of it are pretty teenagery. I don't know. I think the secondhand mm. embarrassment in this movie for me is so. Strong. It keeps me from enjoying parts of this movie. Like every mm. time Caleb um like uses May for, because he's too I don't know, because he doesn't want to he can't get over that last because hurdle. he's
2: not thinking with his brain. <laughs>
0: yeah, that part. <laughs> like the part after they kill the truck driver when she's like, if you take too much, you could kill me. And he just smiles at her is creepy. Like it's creepier than -hmm.
2: Right, it it definitely portrays that he's just overwhelmed with the sensations of drinking blood.
0: Yeah, I don't know how amazing is Lance Henriksen in this movie.
2: That dude's the best. He's the star.
1: (laughs) I I was like, he looks like a vampire.
0: He does. Uh, We were talking about it. It's it's really interesting the different roles he can play. Just how he stands. Like his stance when he's in the his movie, his body language, his body is language so, is so um, variable, mm, and he yeah. can really use it to be like the horror guy, or what? I mean, mm-hmm. they were all three of these people were just in Aliens. <laughs> I mean, Bill it's Paxton, true. Lance <laughs> Henriksen, and um, Jeanette Goldstein were all just mm-hmm. in Aliens. In fact, um, I think Catherine Bigelow, the director, was dating Cameron at the time, and he was like, yeah. "Oh, I I got I got an ensemble cast that works real great. You can just." You can have them all. Just they already all. get
2: along really well.
1: <laughs> did you guys catch the aliens Easter egg during the film? Yes,
2: at the movie theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's that was a nice very touch.
0: Cool, very nice. Yeah. Walking and puking down. There's so many bodily fluids in this movie. Like he's sweaty. He drools.
2: Right. He's always covered in like soot smeared on his face.
0: Yeah. Just the perfect- every once
2: in a while he gets a little cleaned up. Yeah, these
1: are the grimiest vampires ever, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I like that. I yeah. like grimy vampires. I don't want my vampires sparkling. No, 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 offense, Edward, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, Lance Hendrickson. Hen, how do you pronounce his last name? Henriksen. Hendrickson. Hendrickson. That dude's awesome. Um, did you know that he was originally supposed to be the Terminator in Camp James Cameron's Terminator movie, but they uh, went with Arnold instead so they gave Lance uh, another role in the film as, a, as the cop mm. but there's there's, a there's pieces of Terminator art movie. yeah there's pieces of art you could probably google it you know as Lance Henderson as the uh, Terminator that Cameron had done some art with Lance as the Terminator Ooh. and you can see yeah it's pretty cool so that's, I don't know if that movie would have been better or worse with him as a Terminator because I love Arnold but yeah, yeah it's interesting
0: I think that's a it's not a last action hero movie. It's more of like a, I don't know. That's almost a more sinister movie because mm-hmm. he's less of like the beefy dude.
1: It's probably more straightforward, straightforward horror. I yeah, mean, Terminators is already borderline horror movie as it is, but right. with, with Lance as the Terminator, then yeah, then it's straightforward horror
0: movie. Yeah, then. absolutely. He has a cameo at the end of Jennifer's body, which I think is I haven't the- seen that movie. You know what? It was better than I thought it was going to be. We did it for the podcast. And I remember when it came out and everyone was like, oh, it's terrible. It had <laughs> Megan Fox in it. And I was like, oh, yeah. Because I think at the time it was trendy to hate Megan Fox. So we're all like, ew, Megan Fox. And I didn't see it. And then we watched it. And I was like, wow, that was a way better horror movie than I gave it credit for. And he's I'll at the very end. Out. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, and she
2: really shows off like some acting talent.
0: Yeah. That was. Really, Megan like, Fox does? Yes. Yeah. Surprisingly. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right.
2: And I think, in contrast to how she has been typecast, mm. is like, oh, she can actually pull off this whole range. And she does. It's just she keeps getting put into movies, probably where she's like the direction that she's getting is, okay, now do this thing that you're famous for and be hot. And just be hot. And be
0: hot. Yeah. <laughs>
2: and don't worry about the nuanced. You know, emotional expression, whatever. Just do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, Jennifer's Body was really good.
0: Yeah, it was a good subversion of that. Put it on
1: my list. I'm sure. What year did that come out?
0: 2009. I'm pretty sure.
1: Well, I'll get to that on my own podcast uh, eventually. <laughs> <In> a, <laughs> As I'm in going, a I, 30 right seasons? now, <laughs> right, right now, I'm in 1980. You guys uh, are going to be coming on in yes. uh, 1982, I think. Yeah, we're Let's watching about a of thing. Ooh, yeah. yeah, it's gonna be rad. I'm excited about um, it. How'd you guys feel about So, this is a vampire movie, but nobody ever says the word vampire. No, nobody, they, none, none of the vampires die. Their only thing that makes them a vampire is like their aversion to sunlight, which kills them. But other than that, mm-hmm. it's not much of like the you know, mm-hmm. the classic vampire tropes. I mean, how do right. you feel nobody
2: about Nobody gets that? staked.
0: I like it, I like that there's no yeah. research scene. Where somebody's like, I'm going to Google vampires.
2: (laughs) Right, you're not doing the like exposition dump on here's how these characters align with the cultural myth.
0: Right. I really like that everything is left deliberately sort of up in the air. It makes it feel much more organic. It really does. And less formulaic where you're like, oh, they're vampires? Okay, well, let me do the research scene so we know exactly what kind of vampires we're dealing with.
2: Right, because once they say, oh, I'm on Google and here's all the stuff about vampires it's like okay now i as the viewer can just say these are regular vampires that i know about and i don't need to pay attention anymore
0: and i really like that we get no no backstory we get like one line from jesse where he's like i fought for the south we lost Mm -hmm. and that's or um,
2: remember the fire we started in chicago Chicago. yeah and those are the only two
0: like time stamps we get which is really nice. Instead of being like, I'm a 500 year old dude. That's why chicks dig me. It's, <laughs> you know, it, it was good. I really enjoyed it. And you know who has a better love story than May and Caleb is Jesse and Diamondback.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. They're life partners, unlife partners.
0: I would love an entire movie of Jesse and Diamondback and their antics. I, I would like, have
1: liked a, a prequel, actually. Yeah. You know, See what happens before this movie. That would have been cool. But yeah, all the care all the vampires are, are rad in this film, you know, Jesse, Severin, um, about played by Bill Paxton, who is fucking amazing. Yeah.
0: Uh Diamond Bat. <laughs> I hate Homer. it when they've been shaved. It's my favorite <laughs> life.
1: <laughs> They're all super cool, but super grimy and
2: Homer did a clever. good job of just being creepy.
0: Yeah. Creepy that
1: young. Kid, kid. That kid is creepy. Yeah. <laughs> he was cool though. You ever see the movie *River's Edge*? No. With Keanu Reeves.
0: Uh. Uh-uh. He's
1: in that. He plays a creepy kid in that too.
0: So <laughs> He's got the he face. Well. Unfortunately for him, for the yeah. like creepy kid role. That also
1: that role reminded me of um, *Interview with the Vampire*. Mm. I forget the little girl's Claudia. name.
0: Claudia.
1: And Claudia. Yeah, totally reminded me of how she's stuck in this little kid's body, but she's you know hundred years old, whatever right. so she acts. She doesn't act her age, but when she needs to, she will revert back to her original age. And yeah. Homer did that a couple of times, you know, when he's riding his bike and stuff, so that's how he gets his victims and stuff, which I thought oh, was really yeah. super cool. I love
0: that scene. Yeah. How everybody hunts. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know if I'd pick Bill Paxton up off the side of the road, if he was dressed like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, there's uh, so a little backstory during the filming of the of near dark lance henderson and uh bill paxton during their days off would stay they stayed in character most uh, lance would totally stay in character i don't know about bill paxton but so they would go around drive around and pick people up (laughs) as their characters and freak people out it's not i have a um two disc special edition oh i had that dark i do not if you can see that on <laughs> i my had video. that one yeah <laughs> and so there's yeah there's like a, a documentary making of and they'll, they'll tell you the story about that which i think is pretty cool um but yeah i could totally picture like lance hendrickson you know staying in character for the whole filming and yes. everybody just keeping away from him. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> yeah. like i don't want to hang, hang out with bit. Lance.
0: he's cool he's <laughs> cool and like a he's bad but not like in a I don't know how to phrase this but like in a approachable evilness He like Severn is definitely like the farthest end of the spectrum for the our group of the vampires. The psychopath. Yeah and then we get the yeah. like I don't know how to describe this but like Jesse is both you can tell he does what it takes to survive but he's also super cool about it at the same he time. He conveys
2: his age yeah. well and to have lived as a vampire for that long you have to be reasonable to a point.
0: Like, I get why Diamondback is like, that's fine. We can spend eternity together. That's fine. I don't know. Oh, I want to know, do you have to stay looking the way you looked when you died? So is that the hairstyle she had when she died? Or is that a deliberate choice? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, you know, that's a good choice. Going <laughs> back to Interview with the Vampire again, mm. like when Claudia cut her hair. It goes back. It bounced back to the way it was yeah. when she died.
0: Yeah, like, imagine stuck a forever with, question. like a bad perm and bleach and dark roots. (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
1: I hope if I, if I ever get bit by a vampire, I hope it's on a good hair. I know.
0: Like, please, please let it be right when I had a haircut, please. No. All right. So Eric, do you have a favorite scene in this movie?
1: Oh, come on, come on. You're really going to ask me that question.
0: Of course you know what my
1: favorite scene is is in this film. It's actually the, it's the scene that I, you know, when I first watched this movie and then I hadn't seen it again in like 15 years, it was the one scene I I remembered verbatim because I probably rewatched it a bunch of times on that VHS cassette that I rented at Blockbuster. Um, That scene is remarkable and it is the centerpiece of the whole film it's great filmmaking. It is Western. It It's horror. It's got some comedy. It's got everything in that scene. And it's, yeah. It's brilliant. It's so good. And my favorite, I mean, Severin, he steals the show, in, in in my opinion, during that scene. You know, he's got the spurs, and he's using the spurs to slice open necks. Yeah. And he, he walks in that bar, and he's just a dick, but then he's, like, not a dick, and then he's a dick again. <laughs> it's yeah. Just, it's so good that's that is my favorite scene how about you what's your favorite scene
0: i mean it's the bar scene but like i love the part where he's getting choked out and he takes the guy's sunglasses off and puts them on while the guy's still choking him yeah i mean that's best vampire movie scene period like i've watched a lot of vampire movies and the bar scene to me is always like this is the best because it sometimes horror like I love a good horror vampire but sometimes they come off as like this is a very specific moment in time where these vampires can like 30 days of night okay Mm. it's dark these vampires can exist in this moment only and I don't feel like this could happen in real life or you get the romance vampires where we don't get any horror element at all but this really felt like I could be in a bar in the middle of nowhere and these people could walk in and do this yeah and exactly. it is so good. Like horrifically good. And just I love how brutal it is.
2: Right. It- they are dangerous, but they're not just pure animals. Yeah. Acting on instinct. Right. Like the fact that he you know takes the time while he's getting choked to just flaunt his physical superiority by just taking the guy's sunglasses. Yeah adds a malicious element. Right.
0: It feels like a group of serial killers rather than just like a cuz sometimes yeah. when you get too far into the monster spectrum it starts to feel very like the blob or something where there people are getting harmed just from proximity. It doesn't feel intentional. And it sort of takes away from the like psychological horror element. So when we stay in a place where it's like Oh, this is literally maliciousness. Like when he's at the bar and he knocks the guy's drink over. And then he buys him another drink and then while he's drinking it, he makes a like a rude crack again to get the guy back on the on his bad side again. Just so he can hold Caleb up and and get Caleb punched. <laughs> he's like, "No, no, hit him again. I'm trying to teach the boy something." I'm like you know they're going to kill everybody in this bar, but they're just like why rush? Like
1: Yeah. I feel like this scene works as well as it does because Catherine Bigelow um, initially didn't even want to make a vampire movie. She wanted to make mm-hmm. a western. Yeah. But they're like, no, vampires are big right now. Lost Boys just came out. Fright Night. Um, and so she made. She was like, all right, fine, I'll, I'll do a vampire movie. But I think right. in her heart, she wasn't was a western. Making, yeah. She wasn't making a vampire film. And so that you know the bar scene comes up. And like you know, it doesn't play like your traditional vampire attack. It plays mm-hmm. like you said, like serial killers coming into this bar in the middle of nowhere and wreaking havoc. And yeah, and it's it's a really really great scene. Yeah, and that's probably why this film has become a cult cool classic. You know,
0: and uh, then fever playing in the back, like the music choice. <laughs>
1: a little Homer doing his dance.
0: Yeah, it's like oh, <laughs> I know. And then the the wrap up and the my if. <laughs> The part that I always get to in the movie where I'm like, oh man, magic's over, is when Caleb gets cured. Through the oh, power man, I was of the transfusion. It, oh, sorry,
1: it, I was gonna. Well, I was just waiting for you to ask me for my least favorite. Oh, part okay.
0: The- What's your <laughs> least favorite part? <laughs> the blood transfusion. Oh, ah, I, I, I know. It's like, what? Seriously, nobody and ever has ever figured this out. But this one kid from Oklahoma was like, "What if?" And I'm just spitballing here. We did a transfusion. Mm. And Matt and mm. I were like, what? "How does that even work? Because you can't just give him blood; that'd just be feeding him. So, did he have to drain him completely?
1: I'm not even going to try to answer. Okay.
0: You're like, the no, I'm not even
1: blood transfusion. <laughs> like when it happened, I was just like, oh, Wait, wait, what? You know, I know.
0: Like, so they could
1: have. He could have cured all of them.
0: Yeah. If we ever remake this movie, let's remake it shot for shot, except at the end. <laughs> Yeah. Where he just is a vampire and he has to learn how to how to survive as a vampire instead of like uh, the magic cure. So he's a vampire for like two... he's mildly inconvenient. Okay, how, how about
2: this? How about this as a twist? Mm. He's only been a vampire for a cuff, two or three days. At
1: well, this point, no,
2: like a, at least maybe a longer. Week. Yeah, but he hasn't actually fed from a human, right? So maybe. Transfusion works for him because he's not like fully no
0: converted. I'm not. Mm-mm. But
2: then he goes <laughs> That's to May. And- That's really trying he's to this. Well, okay. I, I hate man, i give you credit. Here's the twist. Okay. <laughs> okay. He goes okay. to May and he's like, May, all you need is a blood transfusion. And, you know, you can be human and we can be together. And, you know, by the you know love that the writer has written us or to us. be in, yeah. even though... We're not portraying that. Mm -hmm. And so they go to give her a blood transfusion and she like explodes (laughs) because she's been a vampire for years.
0: (laughs) I mean, it would be a twist. Would it be a better twist? I don't know. I don't know. Well,
2: then you get out of the whole like escape from vampirism. The easy escape from vampirism.
0: I don't know. I think my favorite plot device in the entire movie is when they come back to like get him and they get his sister and they slash all of his tires. So he has to ride on the horse. You know, Catherine Bigelow was like, I'm sorry, but somebody's riding on a horse. We, we got to have, have, have a horse. I just have to figure scene. out how to write this in here. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah. sorry, both your cars are inoperable. Yeah. It's horse time. And then it's horse versus a semi. Oh, no. He gets in the semi. And then he runs over Severin and that's one of my, like my other favorite part when he comes up over the top of the, of the semi and like oh, yeah. half of his face is gone.
1: I mention that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got, I have a feeling that, um, Catherine Bigelow was dating James Cameron at the time. I got a feeling that Cameron was on the set when the semi You know that day when they were using the semi truck because there's a very similar scene again in Terminator with that (laughs) tanker that blows up. Yeah, that's the same scene that happens in Near Dark. It's the same effect. I guess I don't know if probably I
0: I guess there's a scene where they get flipped off by a truck driver, and that's James Cameron's arm. Oh really? Because he was visiting the set that day, and so he has a he has a cameo. He flips off the I think it's May and Caleb. You know what
1: else is cool is that in 2010, Catherine Bigelow. One best picture for the Hurt Locker over Avatar. Oh, nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this was her first solo director directorial debut. Had, I wish she had made.
1: I wish she makes more movies. She's a really good director. Um, this is good. I mean, this I mean, she is pulled good. This one off.
0: Weird thing at the end, notwithstanding every scene where there's like a hilltop and they walk up in the smoke. I'm here for. Oh
1: man that's that is that screensaver right there that's yeah. a brilliant shot. Um have you guys seen point break with Keanu Reeves and Patrick mm, Swayze?
0: No. What? I'm sorry. That's a Catherine I Bigelow. I, <laughs> I know it's Catherine it. Bigelow it
2: long time ago. You
0: think I would watch and That, that
1: is that is a classic. You have
0: to watch that film. We can I know. I know. <laughs> it's not a horror film. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> I know. It's hard for me to be like, oh, look, there's no fantasy horror or sci-fi.
2: Right. We I mean, generally go exactly for supernatural or sci
0: You know what? That's fine. We just went and saw a double feature. We have a vintage movie theater near us. And it played, uh-huh. um, what did it play? It played Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula and uh-huh. The Hunger.
1: Oh, wow. As
0: a double feature. So it played The Hunger first, That's so I was great. a little bit deaf by the time we got to, Francis for a couple of Dracula. Because you don't realize how many long, high, sustained notes are in The Hunger until you watch it in theaters. And really? you can't turn the volume down. But oh. I had forgotten how bad Keanu Reeves was in Dracula. I really had. Notorously, I had blocked yeah. it out.
1: He almost single-handedly sinks that movie.
0: <laughs> I, I just thought, man, you know this guy is going to have a big part. You ca- if I mean, Keanu
1: Reeves wasn't such a great, cool dude, like, I we know. would never forgive him for that. But we, <laughs> we forgive him because do. Keanu Reeves. We, we do. We do.
0: I just don't know why you wouldn't <laughs> hire someone who actually has a British accent, knowing they're going know. to be doing most of the exposition in the movie. I know. I don't
2: it, know. It's like okay. uh, hiring Sean Connery to be a Spaniard.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> we just did um, Highlander, Highlander 2. Highlander. Yeah. yeah, we did Highlander. Then we did Highlander two. Um, and for Highlander, they,
2: they set him up in Spain for like a couple months before filming and he had a Spanish language tutor to help Mm -hmm. him develop the Spanish accent and we're like, no, he just sat on the beach with his Spanish language tutor and (laughs) like, just hung out and drank a lot. I and know. Then showed up with his it's Scottish like, accent. I not changing filming. my
1: accent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. You know. He just showed up and he started talking. And they're like, "Didn't didn't we pay for him to?" to? And they're like, "Don't. It's fine. He was there a week. Nobody cared." <laughs> I did yeah. forget how good Anthony Hopkins was in that, though. He does a good job being. Oh, in Dracula. Yeah, yeah, creepy, weird yeah. Abraham Van yeah, Helsing.
1: Yeah. I like I like Brad Stoker's Dracula, Francis Ford Coppola's version. Like I think it's a cool movie, and I, I think it's a really beautiful movie. Uh, I love the way he uses a lot of old filming techniques for yes. the special effects, and yeah. not a lot of CGI. Gary Oldman, of course, of course, you know, he's just of course. rad. He's awesome. Yeah. But like I said, you know, whenever Ken Reeves shows that, they like, oh, fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know that he comes up later and his hair's gray and then it goes to white and then it's a different <laughs> color. And you're just, I mean, everything else was so well put together. I don't know. And we're supposed to believe he suffered, but he spent all this time in this castle with three, like, naked women. And he's like, You don't know what I've gone through. Like, I kind of know what you went through. It's fine. <laughs> no wonder your hair is white. Um, yeah, but it was it was really good. And then of course I came and watched this. So I've got three vampire movies this month under my belt. But I haven't seen I love, Renfield I yet. Vampire movies. Have you oh, seen yeah. Renfield yet?
1: No, but I've heard good things. I'm I i want to check it out. But again, you know, I, I try to stay uh within the year I'm I'm current with my podcast, I, I go through, you know years yeah. of my life and so i'm just got done with the 70s so i've only just been watching 1970s horror movies um occasionally i'll go watch a new one but I'm trying to save them you know for when i get to those years which will be in a couple of years <laughs> but <laughs> i've heard that Rensville's good i love nicholas cage you know, yeah he's, he's a crazy actor and he's fun so who knows maybe i'll go check it out
0: yeah i like nicholas holt too yeah he's good he's good
1: i think that Nicholas Cage would have been great as Severin. Actually, now I think about oh, it,
0: he I'm was. Not, I don't know about that era of Nick Cage. <laughs> uh, a no, Nick... Really? Yeah. He um... was he
1: was hella cool in the 80s, like Valley Girl. Uh, he was in a movie called Vampire's Kiss.
0: Yes, I've seen Vampire's uh, Kiss. Yeah. I, I just think he was a very specific personality in that time period. He kind of has like sections where you can be like okay all movies from this period he's this character all Mm -hmm. movies from this period he's this character and we're kind of in a he's he's cool and hip right now again i I don't know i I just like bill paxton so much
1: no you're right i mean
0: because we just watched frailty have you ever seen frailty
1: yeah that's good
0: yeah so we just watched him in frailty and i'm just like oh it was good to be back i miss bill Bill paxton wow
1: you know rest in peace bill paxton that dude so good I, I love pretty much any movies and like he just has he's such a fun he was he was such a fun actor yeah to watch uh, I, one of my favorite movies to watch with my kids is twister we love, that. I love <laughs> Twister. <laughs> it's a good our movie. favorite it's you a know good talking movie. talking about movies i watch over and over again yes. no joke, me and my kids have watched twister probably more than 50 60 times the so. part
0: where he picks up the dirt and he just lets it fall out of his hand yeah. and they're like it's that's how he tells the twister's coming yes man. smell the dirt <laughs> i love that part <laughs> i know i do twister's good it's hard to be no twister. twister
1: twister is definitely going to show up on my podcast i'm making it into a horror movie yeah just so i can talk about i twister. mean
0: it's fine there's elemental horror it's fine yeah it's fine. i mean and it's got star uh, from the lost boys in it
1: tornadoes is one of my actual like real fears that I have when um, I used to have nightmares about tornadoes when I was a kid
0: in California. It's legitimate.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> one in particular, one of my worst nightmares I ever had was a tornado was coming into our backyard where I was uh, on the street where I was growing up and I was hiding behind a fence with John Lennon and Yoko Ono.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's worse than the tornado. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I'm like, what? Why, am I? why are you guys
1: here? There's a tornado coming. Um, and so when Twister came out in 97, I was like, oh, this will be good therapy for me to go like, no. get some you know, help for my Twister fear. And yeah.
0: No, the creepy roaring noise that the tornadoes make freaks me out. The like I know, or sound like they a do.
1: Monsters coming to get you.
0: Yeah, and it's got Carrie Elwes in it as a bad guy, which never happens. And it's got Star from the Lost Boys in it.
1: So can- it does. It's got everybody in it. Bill Seymour Hoffman.
0: I mean. Oh,
1: R.I.P. I know another great one gone.
0: So oh. Lost Boys and this came out at this the same year, but these are two yeah. very different vampire movies. Oh yeah. yeah
1: Although both. Different.
0: They both get cured at the end.
1: They do. Which one do you prefer? Lost Boys or this one?
0: Mm, that's really hard to say. I do like Lost Boys, but I like the aesthetic of Lost Boys. I think I like the, like, you know, stay up all night, party all, or, you know, whatever. Sleep all day, stay up all night. It's great to be a vampire. I, I just, I don't know. I loved the Lost Boys growing up, and I feel like that appealed to me a lot. That, like, the idea of vampirism is freedom. Made a lot of sense. And then this one is more like, they are free to a point. But because of what they are, that freedom comes at a cost. And I like that yeah. part better as an adult, I guess. Like, the, there's more depth to her vampires, even though we get less explanation. because yeah, this is... Oh, go ahead. Oh, even in the Lost Boys, we get <laughs> our research scene. Because they have a comic book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: and I was just saying that this, like, Near Dark is like the, the negative lost boys you know like yeah. the inverse uh, um i i would probably go with lost boys um just because i don't know like i think it's a it's definitely a funner movie
0: yeah um, it's more it knows what it is and, more so you know i
1: saw it yeah. in the theaters when it came out yeah the vampires you know not so they're not as cool actually as the ones in near <laughs> no <laughs> Take them all out with his spurs. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah.
0: Well, it's hard to beat Lance Henriksen. You know, Kiefer Sutherland did his best, but he can't be Lance. No. Yeah. He can't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think they're so different. It's yeah. you can li- you can <laughs> like them both. One's definitely more horror than the other. Oh, for sure. I don't. I've definitely seen Lost Boys more for sure. Me too. Maybe just because it's more popular. I guess this yeah. was the last movie that this film group made, the De Laurentiis group, and it went out of business. Was it really? After this movie, so that it didn't get a lot of publicity. Know. So they basically made it, and they were like, so long! And they just put it out. It was like the last raw, And so it did not get the publicity that Lost Boys did. Which one came out first? Because They both came out in 1987, but which one hit theaters first?
1: Okay. Um, yeah, I think that Lost Boys was released first, actually.
0: Oh, okay. So that, they were just trying to capitalize on the, I guess, vampires oh, sure. and zombies come in waves. So when zombies are popular, vampires aren't. And then when zombies go out of vogue, vampires come back. So I think we're on the ebb of the zombie wave and we're on the beginning of the next vampire wave, which I'm very excited about.
1: Me too. <laughs> There's a new Salem's Lot movie coming out this year, Hopefully.
0: Ooh, that's it's been, exciting. It's been delayed.
1: It's been delayed for a long time, so um, I can't wait for that to come out.
0: They just released a new Children of the Corn, didn't they? I don't know. You're like, I'm sorry, I'm unplugged from modern. <laughs> Again, I'm unplugged from modern. Well, word. I also
1: like Children of the Corn does not interest me. Uh, I mean, yeah, there, there's been like 500 sequels to that movie. Yeah, which I haven't seen any. I only seen the first one.
0: Yeah, we were thinking we're thinking about doing a, like, subset of the podcast where we do a deeper dive into things, do, like, a more, like, several episodes on the same theme. And so we discussed doing Stephen King, and I was like, no, we have to go in being very specific. We were going to do the following Stephen King things, or that will be an entire, like, multi-season podcast in and of itself. Wow. Because I guess they're rebooting the Dark Tower movie again, even though they just made it. As a yeah, mini series,
1: I, I think. Yeah, I think they're going to do yeah as a series um, on some streaming channel or something, which they should have done in the first place. But right, right,
0: yeah, I don't know. I think I think we are in something of a not a horror renaissance, but people are finally realizing that people don't just want like a one in and out horror thing. I think American mm-hmm. Horror Story has sort of taught everybody that like we yeah. are here for multiple episodes of scary shit so maybe and make that.
1: i was saying how like i was shitting early i was shitting on how like there's too many things to choose from because of all the streaming channels and yeah I, I long for the days of just you know four vhs cassettes to choose from but <laughs> then uh you know with with netflix and hbo max they're able to make these long you know series multi-episodes where you can you can get into the story you know um like uh like The Outsider, which is a Stephen King book. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys saw that many that series. It's like six or seven episodes. And you wouldn't be able to get that with one two hour movie. No. So, you know, I guess I guess there is some cool things with Netflix and yes. you know, Paramount Plus and yeah all these streaming channels where they can take a, a series like The Dark Tower, which is impossible to make into a movie. You have to turn it into a series. And so Yeah. So we get that as well. So that's good.
2: Right. I think for another aspect of it is we're getting a diversification of studios outside of mainstream Hollywood. And so you can like Netflix Mm -hmm. can produce its own content without all of the like pressures and incentives that go along with being in mainstream Hollywood. They can just, encapsulate it and say okay you and your creative vision here's a pile of money we trust you go make something good that people will want to watch and then whenever it comes in they can do all their algorithm stuff on it and there's so many viewers on their platform they can say maybe only 15% of our viewers will want to watch this but we can really target it to those viewers
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah I don't know. I think um, definitely yeah, there's yeah. some movies like this one and some other ones that I wish had come out when streaming is popular. Like so Near Dark didn't do well in theaters, obviously, but I feel like it's one of those movies that would have done good as soon as it hit streaming, which happens pretty frequently now. Or like Dracula yeah. Untold. I don't know if you remember when Universal was planning to reboot all of its monster movies. And so they started. They started yeah. with Dracula, and they did Dracula Untold, which is one of my favorite Dracula movies. Because it's like, what if Dracula was a superhero? Just spitballing. <laughs> what if Dracula was a superhero? And I just love the audacity of that. And I feel like it's an hour and a half long. That's a streaming episode. What if we mm-hmm. had had the Dark Universe come out streaming, and you have literally like eight hour-and-a-half-long episodes, each one is a different Universal oh, monster. Yeah, would have done
1: way better. Didn't like <clears throat> Tom Cruise mummy tank that yes, whole deal? Yes,
0: it did, yeah, because yeah. Dracula Untold was <laughs> moderately successful, and then they tried to reboot The Mummy with Tom Cruise, and everyone was like, I'm sorry, no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no thank you. I can't.
1: try it again on streaming, like you said. That's a good idea.
0: I mean, it would have been great, because yeah. there's definitely, like, there's the audience for that we're here hello lots I yeah. there's tons of <laughs> horror fans we're here we just don't get served so nobody knows we're here and like yeah. i don't know so that's my spiel on horror like we're here guys <laughs> you can make stuff for us and we're smarter than you think you are we are so please throw some cool stuff at us and
1: and near dark is is evident of that like yes Catherine bigelow realizes that her audience is smart we can figure out what's going on in this film we don't need all the exposition and the backstory for these characters we're thrown in to the mix with this band of vampires and we're along for the ride and uh it's a badass movie
0: it is i love it i love the ending you know they actually put like t- tobacco that was what they used for the smoke so anytime you I, see I, them I like, heard that. walking and smoking there's like that's t-. i think except Homer like cigars something because well actually homer smokes can you imagine making a movie now <laughs>
2: where you actually give a kid a cigarette <laughs> where
0: you give a kid a cigarette right, and take you're like a couple puffs you're like all right honey don't inhale just puff all right <laughs>
2: the 80s man there's the 80s <laughs> like, kids can smoke then
0: it gets fine you're gonna be smoking in a year anyway so let's just go ahead and get you we started. got parental
2: it's like, consent it's <laughs> all good
0: it's problem that's right that's the uh, the when we get to the bungalow and we do the whole scene where Caleb saves them from the bungalow. I always want the movie to take a different direction. It never does. Because because it's the same movie every time. I know. But So they end up at that hotel, and that's where they inexplicably meet up with his family.
1: Yeah, that's a little contrived. It's but.
0: really where it gets like, well, we've kind of written to ourselves into a corner. We don't want this character to become unsympathetic. So we can't make him the bad guy. So we got to make him the good guy again. So how are we going to do that? And then the Homer obsession with Sarah feels very strange, and it's what drives the whole end of the plot. And it's always my problem with this movie. Every time I watch it, is like, man, I really wish we hadn't used something so contrived feeling to end it because everything else was so well put together. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That's, that's the, film
1: has, the film has some faults. You know, it's mm-hmm. not a perfect film. By any means.
0: But it's it's a fun film. It is good. I mean, I do enjoy it. We always pick apart movies, but. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you could take any movie and. Yeah.
1: And and be like, you know, this didn't work and this didn't work. But, you know, if you take it as a whole, Near Dark is one of the um, better vampire films ever made.
0: Yeah, I wish we got more like this. Not romance, not horror, but middle of the road. I really wish we got more like this. I feel like yeah, there's, it's an underserved section of the vampire group. Like, I don't, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll watch a romance vampire sometimes. <laughs> uh, I'll watch a horror vampire sometimes, but this is, yeah. like, perfect. I want that. These are still people. Yeah. They're still trying to make their, they're still, tr- they could travel alone. It would make a lot more sense to travel alone. They wouldn't have to move as far or as fast, but they don't want to be alone. Mm-mm. So... Well, thank you, Eric, for coming on our podcast today.
1: Uh, absolutely. And Thanks for asking me to come on and talk about a way better vampire film this time.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. I didn't do it. I should have switched it at the end and be like, actually, instead of Near Dark, can you watch Twilight? I should have oh, <laughs> You've been like, what's that scheduling conflict? I am so sorry.
1: <laughs> oh, man, Twilight. Yeah. Wow. One of these days I'm going to have to talk about Twilight. I know it. This is going to happen. You
0: know, they're rebooting that. Why? They're making a television series. Oh, my gosh. You're ah. welcome. <laughs> it's coming back.
1: Who was who was asking for this?
0: I don't I know. wasn't asking for it. I don't want the vampires don't sparkle jokes to come back. I, you know what? They were in every vampire everything for, I don't know, 10 years. Well, know. I'm a real vampire. I don't sparkle. Like, stop. Stop. Okay, stop. Stop. That's gonna date you. It's terrible. It's not you made that joke and it was fine. I liked your joke, Eric. It was okay. <laughs> I'm talking about like people in just like, uh, you know. I, I know what you're saying. I yeah. You're saying. When a property becomes universally um, hated and everybody hates on it, after a while you're like, we get it. I get
1: it. Are they gonna get Robert Pattinson to come back
0: for no. the Twilight? You reboot? know he hated being in those movies. Hated it. He
1: just he just now kind of broke out of that whole
0: have you ever seen you know, interviews with him
2: uh, he disappeared and just did stage acting for like 10 years he hated it so because much he, he didn't want he was like why associated w- with it
0: it's you should find some videos of him talking about being Edward it's hysterical he's like I don't know why anybody <laughs> liked him he's creepy he, he just hated being that character I don't know yeah I don't know it for was me. anyway because what... you know for
1: a lot such a long time he was associated with that but He's a good actor. Have you guys seen uh, "Good Times"? It's uh, one of the brothers' film, what, the early Safety brothers' film, who um, they did "Uncut Gems."
0: Mm, I have not. We've seen him in other stuff. We watched
1: Tenet. Good times. It's really Tenet. He's good in that. Yeah, yeah. and of course he's the new Batman. Yeah, was pretty good.
0: I made it through part of that. Part of it.
1: Yeah,
2: I thought he did a good job. He finish the whole thing.
0: No, but I'm not a I'm not. A, I mean, Batman's <laughs> okay. Batman's not my. Jam.
2: I want to see the one. The Lighthouse was it with Willem Dafoe? Oh, yeah. Um, I really want to see that one. That's on my list.
0: Yeah. Well, it's got Willem Dafoe in it, of course. Right. It's going to be good. All right. Well, how about this? If you have a Twilight podcast, I will be your Twilight co host.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: I'm here for you. Twilight came out
1: and in 2008 so we got a few
2: years you to got get time there. but yep. first we got to talk about swamp thing first
0: so. i will no we're ready i'm gonna watch it have you seen the original swamp okay. thing she asks matt
2: i don't think i've seen the original one
0: okay good i've I seen like, a version oh, of it. i like the first one i You're love the for a sequel treat. better but i like the first one so i'm excited all oh, cool, right cool 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 well thank you again okay. eric and yeah we'll talk you. to you soon all right take care you too